Do you want to be an authority figure or gain credibility quickly in your respective niche or industry? In this podcast, I've got a special guest today, Dallas Porter, who is going to share with us about a time that he made one of his best friends an authority figure overnight and represented a company that had zero accreditation, yet ended up with hundreds of dollars worth of products for free. Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio, uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Conversion Marketing Radio with your host, Ben Wilson. That's me. I'm super excited today. I've got a special guest, um, as mentioned in the intro. It's Dallas Porter. He's one of my really good buds, and we've done quite a few different business ventures together. Um, and I wanted to, to actually bring him uh, on the show today because there's a really funny story that I wanted to share, but I didn't want to just share it alone. So I actually texted him, and uh, he quickly came up to the office so that we could record this podcast. So how are you doing today, Dallas? I'm good. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely, man. So the story that I wanted to talk about was the time that we basically made a company and had your friend Dave Powell become like an icon or an authority figure in a totally different niche overnight. Yeah, it was a, it's a good story. It was a funny time. So take me through that moment. Like what were, what were some of the key aspects and like what is it that you remember us doing? You want to kind of like start from the beginning, tell you what happened? Exactly. Let's okay, go through so it. So you and I were in one of our like our brainstorming sessions where we were just shooting crap all over the place, just throwing mud at the wall, trying to figure out what would be fun to do, fooling around. And we were about like, I don't know, 10,000 ideas deep. Um, when I ended up talking to Dave, and Dave was like, dude, let's, it, it, okay, so background on Dave. Dave's like that the guy that you would picture whenever you think of an NRA hat. Like, that's Dave. Okay, like, if you want, like, people of Walmart, okay, people of Walmart spokesperson, Dave. I mean, super classy dude, rad, hilarious, but he just loves his guns and ammos. And something he's super into is something called prepping. And so Dave gave me a call, and he's talking to he lives in Utah, kind of home of all the preppers of the world. And if you don't know what prepping is, that's where you basically stockpile a whole bunch of crap because you think that the world's going to come doing it. Things like food storage and um, guns and ammo if you're a little bit more on the militant side. And so Dave gives me a call and he starts going on this, this rant about how he wants to make EMP-proof solar panels. Because nobody's making them. Well, of course nobody's making EMP-proof solar panels. <laughs> Who's going to spend time doing that? Right. And so he's going off on, the, on this, this whole thing about, like, you know, North Korea is going to fly over and drop a, a bomb, a nuclear bomb, in the middle of America. And it's going to cause a nationwide blackout, sending us to the Stone Ages. And the only people who are going to be surviving are those with solar power who didn't get taken out by EMPs. So I'm like, <laughs> sounds awesome, man. Super fun. But made a light bulb go off saying, so there's like a bunch of people who are super into like stocking up on crap. <laughs> this sounds fun. How, how, and so we started doing some research into this and then you came out, you know, you came over the next day, we continued our brainstorming session. And I was like, dude, so I was thinking about uh, go, getting into this like prepper stuff because there's so many people into this I've been researching and there's like 
tens of thousands of people who do this stuff. Um, what do you think we could do along these lines? So we started chatting back and forth, like, and we were thinking, well, um, you know, we started with the, the idea of making that solar panel. We're obviously not going to go out and make some, like, we're not engineers, okay? We're not doing that. Um, maybe there's uh, something out there we could sell other products for. Maybe there's some, like, content that we could put online. And then we had that, like, light bulb click. We are like, what if we just um, try to make Dave a spokesperson and we do some reviews online? And, you know, there's a lot more to it. But what if we just do some reviews online and we can just be an affiliate? Something like that. And so, like, yeah, that could be a good idea, but how are, how do we really get into this? And that's when we hear about something called PrepperCon. Okay, <laughs> there is a nationwide convention of people who show up, largest convention in the United States. They show up in Utah to a thing called PrepperCon, and all the different people in the industry are selling their products. So we say, dude, what if we show up? You and I can't pass for anything, but what if we show up? We put Dave in. Dave clothes, just an NRA hat and some camo and crap. We show up and we have Dave do interviews of all of the different people that are selling their products. And we just act like we we are the authority who does all the interviews across the nation and that we are the people who are in the know. We'll do some, we'll do some interviews and, um, and then we'll, you know, we'll throw them up online. We'll get YouTube hits. And then at the same time, we'll be able to put their affiliate links and then if we want to, if we're liking the way it goes, and we'll go down another route that you, know, you and I are both really into, which is drop shipping, and we'll just set up drop shipping accounts. Um, but this all revolves around making people think that we're authority figures and putting Dave, who's never been in front of a camera in his life, guy who's more comfortable behind a gun than he is behind a camera, <laughs> we're going to put him in front of all of these people that are his peers and make him do interviews. That was beautiful. It was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. I remember... Oh, dude, that was um, one of my favorite parts. So we had to prep Dave, right? And one of the things that I remember doing was I found out one of my friends was going to be there, uh, Becky Brown. I think she's a, a listener of the show. If not, Becky, you're going to become a listener of the show after this. Becky <laughs> <laughs> was um, cool. Becky, you, uh, you literally saved our bacon that day because Dave ended up doing like 12 interviews, at least repeating over and over and over and over again. And, uh, yeah, he sucked really bad. And, and, <laughs> and bad. she was so patient with him. Um, and we're trying, <laughs> we're trying to pass. As, Love you, uh, Dave, if you're listening to this. <laughs> it was, it was really good because we got to learn how to conduct interviews. Um, I remember, like, we were recording the interviews, and you started writing questions on a whiteboard for Dave, and um, he couldn't quite see it. So you'd have to like be like super close up, or he'd stop the interview and kind of like squint to like <laughs> see the question. Um, which <laughs> actually made for very authentic interviews. And the craziest part was, do you remember when people started like following us and they would like chase us down and be like, Hey, can you come do an interview at our table? Or, or like, how much does this cost to get an interview yeah, with cool. you guys? It was rad. Um, it caught fire pretty quick. Yeah. We were, you know, getting all those shots and everything. And people just saw us with a camera a microphone and, uh, Basically, you had your your whiteboard and everything. Yeah, we you know we funny thing is, we didn't have like a, a solid game plan with how we were going to look professional. We basically, uh, I have to tell you know tell a part that we, when we found out about PrepperCon, we happened to find out about that like it was a what, three days from then or like a week for, or less than a week from the day that we thought yeah, about doing this. Yeah, it was this. like within a week. And so we're like, what if we just 
So we live in, you know, we're in Colorado, and this is in Utah, and we're like, dude, what if we just drive down there and we figure it out on the way? <laughs> we just went off faith, and we're like, we are going to figure out a way to make Dave pseudo-famous and become authorities, but we're going to figure it out, like, on the drive. <laughs> Did we, so, so, we opened up Periscope. Yeah, we opened up Periscope. <laughs> we didn't even start figuring this out a minute. We, we wasted our first, like, four hours periscoping. <laughs> we're like, why don't you ask us questions about what we're doing? Because, uh... They'll be really awesome to help you guys figure out what we're doing. Um, and we stop on the way, and we're like, what do we need? And we grab a whiteboard. We're like, Dale, Dave might need questions. Uh, or, no, we originally got it because we were just doing the take one, take two. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, we might <laughs> need to use this to ha- have Dave know the questions we're asking. Uh, so he has some heads up. And then, so we got that. We, we bought, like, a nice um, recorder that we could hook up to uh, the phone. Yeah, digital recorder. A digital recorder and to the, to the camera. We grabbed our wives' cameras. Yes. <laughs> Not even our cameras, our wives' cameras. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. And so, and then we called um, Ben Hansen, who's, uh, we were looking at what, you know, all the companies that are going to be there. And we're trying to figure out the game plan of, like, well, who should we interview? What really matters there? And... As we're going through, we're kind of checking off the big names. We're looking at if you know any of these people already have interviews that have been done on their products. We then see the person who's in charge of it is a guy that I used to live with named Ben, and he's throwing the whole thing. So we give him a call, and we score some press passes. And we're just like, hey, man, we're going to be coming down there. We're going to be doing interviews. Oh, yeah, our company, Faraday Preppers. It's like, oh, that sounds super cool. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be a really good good deal because it's going to make your people um, seem like, you know, they, they're getting a lot of media attention. And you're going to get media attention. So we scored free press pass or scored press passes. We got in there. And then we just started kind of going down the list of people and throwing Dave in at these interviews with all of this equipment that we picked up in the middle of the night on a 12-hour drive to Utah. And, man, it was so bad at first. It wasn't for Becky Brown. That whole thing would have imploded in, like, five minutes. I think Dave would have just gone home. Yeah. He, like, didn't, he didn't know where to look. You remember that? It was, it was like watching Talladega Nights. I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. He literally had no idea <laughs> what to do with his hands. hands. Uh, <laughs> he looking like the hands moved <laughs> different places. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag a couple of the, those videos in the, uh, the show notes and uh, on the blog page so <laughs> you guys can, can check out what these videos did. And what we ended up doing with it was we're like, we have to look legit. So the night before, we're getting ready. Uh, Dallas is working with Dave on the types of questions to ask. Um, and they are putting together, they were putting together blog posts. So kind of like curated articles about products or uh, how to be more of a prepper. And what I was doing was building like a pseudo website with like a cool logo. And I paid Fiverr. To, uh, to make a, a super cool intro to the videos. Do you remember that? Yeah, and that so sweet. all the videos that came out, and then the first day of the PrepperCon, after we did a couple of the interviews, we went home, we stayed up to like 2 a.m. getting ready for the next day, and we the next day we went and printed business cards. So we right. like made a logo that <laughs> night, made a whole website, uh, or at least like a front page of a website, and then you and Dave wrote articles on products off of like Amazon and kind of curated what other people had said about it. And then if anyone were to look at the site, it looked pretty full because they would go to like the front page. The front page had links to the blog posts and some of the videos that we had already filmed. And then suddenly those videos from the first day were like getting shared around. Mm-hmm. So right. people were like sharing it with other 
uh, with their fans and everything like that, which was so crazy. And then the next day, we met uh, basically the big dogs. Yeah, that's right. The big dogs that came to town and basically were uh, there, paid to be there, and uh-huh. were doing like other interviews. We were able to basically get on board with them and interview them. And then uh, I'm so excited to tell what happened next. It was like the craziest thing. But before we get to that, what else do you remember from that? Uh, kind of just throwing it all together. Okay, so it's funny that you mentioned the second day. Because I had honestly totally forgot about that. That it was the second day where things really pulled together. Because, I mean, this, re- we, this really was a pop-up business. This was a 24-hour startup. And then, like... We we kind of recreated it in the next twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy. It was just, just a bunch of a pop up business as you can imagine. And so I think the second day, that the first night after we had done some interviews, is where we really came up with like our strategy of all right. I think we kind of have an idea of what we're trying to accomplish here, and and so that's when the website and everything came together. And what we did was we realized all right, we've kind of talked, we've t- spoken to everybody, we've kind of seen what's out there. And then we knew what we could do to come across a little bit more legitimate and unique. And so what we decided we needed was we would need a website that they could land on that would cater to people who were preppers. And what we kept saying is we're not catering. our, Our audience right now, it's not the buyers. Our audience is the people we're interviewing. Because if they think we're legitimate, then we will be legitimate because we're going to be the source that everybody points to. And so we said, okay, how do we make the uh, companies that we're interviewing feel comfortable so we can waltz into this business? So what we did is um, we got, oh, you know, we got our logo looked like them. We made this intro video from Fiverr and we paid for the rush shipping on it. We put it up. Um, we got the lingo down and Dave was really big into the lingo. If you remember that as he kept defining the difference between survivalists prepper and preppers and saying who is who and how we, we sort this. And Dave made like a breakdown tree, you know, like a, a flow chart of how, how all the lingo goes. Yeah, on you this. and I had no idea. Had no idea what was going on. the whole industry is let alone the specifics and the niches inside of the specific industry. So he pulled up like 20 different websites and we kind of storyboarded it and we said, okay, what is it that ties all the all these together? And then we, you built the infrastructure for our website to kind of mock what would tie everything together. And then we, you know, we, we came up with like, well, what'll make us a little bit unique and whatnot. And we threw some really cool colors in there and you, you know, you worked your design magic and it was beautiful and like, you know, 30 minutes. Um, and then we said, okay, so we first thing is we need them to feel like people come to our site for content. And so what Dave did, Dave and I did is we came up with all the different like disaster scenarios and yes. we went through. And the first thing on the website was basic, it was a survival 101. And then it was prepper, prepping 101 or what are the differences in homesteading. And we went through and we wrote down all the different scenarios that could happen. And we we wrote out um, everything you can do to prepare for that scenario. And then in there, of course, there's tons of products that you need. And so we linked products in there so that way people could get the Amazon affiliate links and we could sell things from it. And so that kind of gave us our content. And then we wanted to also have the other side, which is, okay, you've now, you've read about all these different things that you might need and you've seen some different, um, you know, suggestions of this product and that product. And then over and over again, we'd be like, see our review for this product. And then we had a whole reviews page. And what we did is we took all of it, we took some of the different reviews 
that we had from that day, the terrible reviews, <laughs> we threw them in there. And then on our front page, we had like, you know, Faraday Preppers at PrepperCon. And we had links to some of the different reviews going on. And then we also wrote a whole bunch of other product reviews and threw them in there so that so it looked like there was content filled out. It was like 12 per page, you know, like with like three pages. We had like 36 different products that we had reviewed. So our pages were filled out. We had all this content. And then we had on the front page Faraday Preppers at PrepperCon with a video of us with one of the people that we, you know, we interviewed that was kind of a bigger name that Ben had introduced us to because, mm-hmm. you know, he was the guy who threw PrepperCon. He wanted us to do this interview. So the second day when we showed up, we had business cards. We had a completely filled out website with videos from the day before that we stayed up all night editing. I mean, we had a, we had a full on business the next day and we looked so legit just for filling yeah, out I remember that walking in that second day with our shoulders back and our heads high and we were like, we've got this. D- Dave was cocky at that point. He's like, he, yeah, he got uh, I'm the interviewer here, guys. Here's what you're He starts directing us on what to do. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good when we saw that light go off on Dave, where all of a sudden he was natural. He was so the sweet. authority. He knew what he was doing. He had a website backed behind him. He knew what he was talking about. And that is when he had the confidence the second day or every person. Now, if you'd like us to do a full review on your product, you can leave a product with us. We'll take it back. I'll take it into the wilderness, and I will do a full product review. And Dave racked up... It was like several thousand dollars of free product that we later went and did interview, uh, did reviews on and had a really cool time doing it. It was amazing. So it, he came up with that on his own. I remember it was like part of what we wanted to eventually get to, but I remember he like threw it out there. Like we were, we had just gotten done with an interview. I think you were grabbing the information from the guy because we didn't even ask anything before the interview. We basically would just show up to a person's business or stall that they were at and be like, hey, can we do an interview with you? We're, we're Faraday Preppers. You've probably heard of us or, or read some of our reviews before. Can we do an interview with you? We've, we've picked, we've hand-selected you, right? Yeah, we'd like to feature you on our website, and uh, you'll get a lot of, of um, you know, views, and with our review, you should get a lot more sales. You're like, oh, great, yeah, 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 of absolutely, here you go, right? Of course, so. we're, we're giving you value. Like, we're giving you views. We're giving you traffic. We're eventually going to sell your product for you like why would you say no to us so the craziest part was afterwards when we the our video started getting shared around right we ended up getting shared on all the other like we posted videos on instagram and twitter our twitter grew do you remember that it was like, yeah, like a thousand people like no a time at all in ba- yeah in less than a week like right after preppercon because everything tagged with preppercon was our videos or like links to the websites and like Everything we did was totally documented. Mm-hmm. So it just showed when you typed in like PrepperCon 2016, basically it was Faraday Preppers who like filled the board. Yeah, we, and it was we, everything. We were it the did, authority. It there. didn't matter how good it was. It was like we just put it on there. It wasn't like we reread any of the reviews or any of the content that we had written or like redid a lot of the videos. It was literally like, hey, if you screwed up in the video, that's fine. Just keep going, right? That's, yeah, we, we did not waste time on quality for that stuff. Not even close. But what ended up happening was instantly people were sharing the videos that we had with uh, that we had posted. They were like retweeting our tweets. They were coming to the site. And we started getting a lot of traction, like instantly. What a cool concept that we learned from that. That like, I mean, such a basic, obvious concept that like as 
um, you know, biz- businessmen. You'd think that we would just tell everybody all the time, but I don't think you really internalize it till we did it that when you do something for other people, they feel the need to reciprocate. And at the same time, they also want to have the free recognition. And so by us doing these interviews with these people, by us deciding that we are going to add value to them by giving an interview, one, they felt the need to reciprocate. And so they immediately were like, how can we help you out? I'm like, we'll share it, you know, you know, obviously. And, um, and then they also wanted to, you know, get our contact information because they wanted, if, you know, if we could come back and help them out later, they wanted to just be our best friend. They immediately were adding us as friends on Facebook and, and you know, giving us shout outs. And then also, they of course want this interview because we made everybody sound awesome. They want they, they immediately wanted to share that. And so we were the most shared thing for all of PrepperCon because every booth in that entire area, every company that was there was sending a video of us interviewing them. Like, I don't think there's anybody who got more recognition than we did by giving everybody else recognition. We weren't on the list. We, we didn't sign up as a company. We literally showed up with a camera. We happen to know, uh, you you happen to know the person by chance. It was literally totally like, by I chance. think it was the day before that you were like, holy crap, I think you like called me. And you're like, Ben, dude, craziest thing. So PrepperCon, you know the thing we're going to tomorrow? Uh, yeah, so basically I know the guy running the thing. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you and I, like, we'd already decided we were going to go out, yeah. right? Now it just became free to get in, <laughs> which was so crazy. And then... Um, and we did get press passes. We got press passes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, they were, like, so excited to have us there. They were very excited to have us there. They, they were showing us off to everyone around. Um, one of the things that I wanted to uh, share with those listening in, so right after this, Dallas and I kept in contact with basically one of the the main head honcho guys who was featured at this prepper con his name um he he's basically he was featured in the show mountain men is that right it's on the history channel Mm -hmm. and very famous like everyone knew who this guy was but we stayed after the prepper con to do our interview with him and we ended up just chatting with him and suddenly he was like wait what do you guys do and we're like oh well we do this right like we interview people like we make people famous we like make them authority figures and you're an authority figure already, so why don't we work together? And the next thing is, he's like, well, why don't you guys come out to uh, New Mexico, and we can figure out like what where to go from there. And I remember Dallas and I were like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> sure, sure, we'll come out to New Mexico and uh, come spend a little while with you. And he like wanted us to go camping with him. He wanted us to like go hunting on that trip. He was like, let's go turkey hot, like hunting. And I was like, dude, I've never really gone hunting ever in my life. This is not an industry like at all that I'm interested in whatsoever. And the next thing is like a week or two later, we're down in New Mexico with this guy and we're chatting about all these things. He has someone fly out, his business partner flies out from like the East Coast to come chat with us. And pretty much at the end of it, it was like, we ended up basically not finding an agreement only because what they wanted to do literally meant that we had to be very involved with either Faraday Preppers, which we, it was kind of like we're figuring out, do we really want to be involved with Faraday Preppers or do we, did we kind of just do that for like kicks and giggles or for fun? We totally did that for kicks and giggles. It was one, it was 
the concept we kept laughing about was, could we turn Dave, a guy who has no business being in front of a camera, could we make him, you know, within the industry, be an authority figure? And it was like, that was what, you and I were on a creative kick. It was, you know, we have all our businesses that make the money and that, you know, we have fun doing, you know, things that we enjoy. This is just one of those things that we thought would be fun to do to prove a concept. And we learned a lot from proving the concept. And, you know, unfortunately, we kind of put Faraday Preppers in the back burner because it just, we had other things that we were more passionate about. Way more passionate. <laughs> and uh, talking about this, though, is so fun that it makes me kind of want to, like, put it back up and find a new spokesperson because D- Dave has moved on with his life. He got, you know, a lot of stuff going on. And we are all all dead. And right. so that was just part of it. Um you know, you got to stick with what you you know you're passionate about. But right now, I'm thinking, man, this would be fun to throw it back on when I have some more free time. Because there's followers, there's people, there. I mean, yeah, there's so much. Everything it's kind of a platform for uh, moving forward. That's all the free stuff we get. So, <laughs> if you were to break it down for someone who wanted to try replicate this for their business, what would be some of the things that you would say that we learned uh, that they could implement in their own business to do this again? So the first thing is, I would say. Um, with this particular project, you know, our goal was just to become an authority figure and that can mean various things. So, you know, essentially all you really need to do is pick an industry and decide if there's something in there that interests you. Um, cause then you're going to, you know, stick with it and not put it on the back burner. And I, I guess at that point you just need to figure out a way to become an authority and you don't have to have a lot of time invested into this. You don't have to think like this is a six month or a year long project. You just have to make a minimum viable product. And kind of what I learned is that all we had to do, first thing was throw up a landing page. You know, if you, if you want to make a whole website, you can make a whole website. But as long as you have a landing page, you can look official. And the next thing is just put in your mind that you are official. Like, you got to go in there being like, no, I'm the man. Like, I, this is what I do. I'm, like, who made you king? I made me king. I made me king. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing the game. I, I already won the game. I'm king. <laughs> and so that's the, I think that's the next thing that we did is we had the mindset that we are authority figures in this. And that we're not going to, uh, when we ask somebody to do uh, an interview, so let, let's say that you decide that you want to do podcast interviews or you want to uh, show up in person like we did, show up to some event, some fair, that maybe, you know, let's say you want to be the, the authority on new cars. So you're going to go show up to the LA car show and you're going to walk around and you're just going to talk to all the different people who are there that are showcasing their cars. Well, when you walk up to them, you're not asking them for a favor. You're telling them you're doing them a favor. You are adding value and you are. And so know that in your mind, no matter how like small you are, insignificant you think that you are because you just started this, like that's not your attitude to have. You let them know, hey, I am from XYZ company and I'm going, I would like to interview you. I've selected to interview you. And um, where would you like me to interview you? over in this corner <laughs> like you're you're not you're not asking them you're telling them and then you immediately we and then this is what um you know we only got denied a couple times and dave i love very you, rarely da- da- it was because we let dave attempt to go, go about it and you and i have both been in sales in the past <laughs> and dave has too but dave, dave was very new to sales at the time and so um 
they would walk up to people and say, hey, so here's what we have going on. We're from Faraday Preppers and, and we'd like to kind of do an interview with you. And it's cool because like people are gonna, you know, they're gonna see you know, an interview and you're gonna get some show. And people just look at him like, what? No, no, no thank you though. I appreciate it, but thank you. Cause it would sound like he was like groveling. Can you, can you, can you do me a favor? Yeah, like, can you do me? And even though the words he said weren't exactly do me a favor it was just the tone of voice and the lack of confidence and the like over explanation and you and i what we learned is like just get to the point it was hey we're faraday preppers we'd like to do your interview we're, we're going to do an interview with you and yep. showcase your product this is what we do we we do interviews you've probably seen us walking around with our camera interviewing special yeah guests. you're next you're it, next it, it was just so <laughs> we are doing okay so that beat that you know that horse to death but that is just in my mind was an extremely important point because it, it crosses industry that's something that we already knew from sales and that we learned that translates over into becoming an authority figure it, was just it really did it's confidence and and being uh, okay i'm the authority and then the next thing um let's see i guess it would be you know i'd say accreditations like, yeah, accreditations. So we had Becky Brown, mm -hmm. um, who we were able to spend some time with, but she also, like, people got to see us spending that time with her, and she is a well-known source. Like, she's been on um, Doomsday Preppers, the TV show. She was yeah. featured on that. It's like, she's built a name for herself, so us spending time with her was a huge help. Like, it definitely was... Uh, just us being able to connect with someone that other people recognized as an authority, yeah. and then part of that became this accreditation. Yes, you could. I mean, you could almost take what I just said and kind of insert that in front of it <laughs> if you want to really go step by step. Yeah, but, you know, what really, I, I agree with you. What kind of gave us that additional confidence, and maybe you know we would have had it regardless. But I would say you're right that it really boosted us forward, being able to find somebody that could do that first thing for us. And it, you know, well, it gave us the content we needed. It gave us the practice that we needed. So, you know, if you're going to do this on your own, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, yeah, I'd like to do this. Like what I'd say is start, just go out and find a couple businesses. I don't, I don't care if it's your mom, you know, just make them look like they're legit. If you really want to like make them, you know, make something up, but, um, find somebody that you can do it with first to kind of get the jitters out to get your first article, your first podcast, your first interview, whatever it is for you, and get it done and get that content on your site. Yeah. No, that's absolutely, that's key. Uh, the business cards helped, because when people are like, oh yeah, do you have a business card? And I remember we like whip it out, and be like, we sure do, and we got them like printed for basically free from FedEx because they screwed up the Oh alignment. my goodness, they messed up so bad. And that so was we painful. Would, remember, we'd be like, yeah, so don't worry, FedEx, like, don't ever have FedEx print your cards. And we made it into a joke. Yeah, we made it into a joke, and we ended up getting them for free because they totally botched them. They were literally like, like half of our logo wasn't on the car because everything was printed <laughs> off to the side, and they cut everything with rigid corners that so was like frayed edges. It's terrible. So every single person, and okay, business cards is definitely something that goes to an older crowd and different kind of, kind of group. You know, but I mean, maybe if we were in something else, you might just say, hey, connect with us on Facebook or hey, follow me up with connect on Twitter, whatever it is. But with this, it was an older crowd. They are still very hand each other a card and give each other a handshake kind of group. And so we realized that the first day went out and got and everybody was like, yeah, we didn't know I thought of getting business cards, right? Like, yeah, that wasn't our mindset. I ever buy business cards. So no, I just, yeah, so to my personal business doesn't have. No, but after the first day, everybody <laughs> handing each other business cards, like, okay, let's go join the join the fold and get business cards. 
And man, that was the worst cards ever printed. But you're right, we made it into a funny joke. It was, hey, here's our ridiculous, stupid looking, whatever, print, you know, card. Don't ever go to FedEx. Yeah, <laughs> you're it was welcome such a for joke. the joke. <laughs> oh man, well, it's been so fun, like reminiscing how that was and breaking it all down. Um, you know, it really wasn't that hard once we think about it. And it legitimately was a pop-up business. We became authority figures overnight, right? And enough so to say, yeah, we're from Faraday Preppers. You've probably heard of us or seen our articles or at least seen us running around with a camera picking out special guests. So when we interviewed the person, we kind of built up our own credibility uh, only because we kind of had some stuff. We would show them the business card, be like, yeah, if you want to see some of our stuff, you can go to Faraday Preppers. And everything was almost funneled. Mm-hmm. where it was like the content that was shown was only the, the content we only had, right? Um, and everything else would kind of point you to where the content was. And there was very much like an empty site, but it didn't feel that way for anyone who was coming in and, and just trying to see if we had any basically credibility to us. And then the funniest part was just literally with Dave asking people for their products. Mm-hmm. And he was walking around like a kid in the candy store, just like arms full of products and we would have, like, you and I would have to, like, carry some of Dave's products. Yeah. <laughs> so it much stuff. It was so funny. Um, but, man, thanks so much for coming on the yeah. show. I really appreciate it. It was so fun uh, reminiscing about this. And, and, guys, you can literally do this in your own business. Follow exactly uh, or, you know, kind of start making it up. Um, we, that's all we were doing. We were making it up as we went. And it really came down to us giving other people the value that they were looking for, some of the validation along with it. And because of it, it really is what gave us our own value too. So um, if you're looking, whether you're creating content uh, daily or not, or that's your type of business, going out and finding those connections and people to interview is what is, um, it's, it's very crucial to your business of gaining other Uh, either testimonials or at least validation that you are a legit company because you are doing the interviewing, you're conducting it. Um, So that's it for today's show. I really appreciate you guys' time. Uh, It's been a lot of fun, and we'll catch you next time on Conversion Marketing Radio. 